Hello and welcome to the M&M podcast. You are listening to Mizzy and Emma, as always. Um, this week's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about body confidence. Um, I think we're just generally quite, it's quite a broad topic, I suppose. We could go into some specifics, but I think this time we're just going to give like a bit of an introduction to both of our personal body confidence journeys, I suppose. I've forgotten the name of the section. Fucking hell, what's it called? <laughs> <laughs> what we've been watching and that. <laughs> I feel like last time we spoke, I hadn't consumed anything and it was really dry. And this time I've been like on a massive like binge watching spree of loads of series. Nice. So I've watched the whole of Euphoria. Oh my god! I, watched... I haven't even finished it. I've done I that do thing not. where I get really into it. Watch, I'm like six episodes in. There's only about two left, and I am watch the rest. Do you watch that with your parents? I can't remember if you said no. We watched one episode, and they were like, no, "Yeah, I, can't. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so, honestly." Um, yeah, there, it's quite the first episode, especially, graphic. is fairly explicit. Yeah, which really... I think fits with the story, but. Maybe you don't want to watch with your parents. Yeah. Depends what relationship you have. <laughs> I mean, I do think that it... Like, I spoke to my mum a bit about it, and I was like, it's probably the kind of TV show that she would hate because she hates anything that's explicit or graphic mm. and that kind of thing. But but I was also like, probably in some ways, the kind of thing that she would like in a way because it's just such a good story like and Mm. it's one of those proper like gripping tv shows really so um I did I sort of explained it to her a bit and I was like all of the graphic parts that I thought she would hate but then she was sort of like oh no it does it does sound good and I was like well (laughs) wait till you watch it Rebecca (laughs) which she won't watch it but um but yeah I know what you mean you said about it being like kind of like it's got that kind of dreamlike yeah. filming-y feel to it. Mm. And you could kind of say, like, I'm sure a lot of, there'll be the angles from some journalists where they'll go, oh, that's, like, glamorising the topics because, obviously, it's a lot about, like, addiction and drugs and mm. sex and porn and revenge porn and all these mm. kind of things. Like, But it doesn't, like, it makes it... Weirdly has, like, a kind of juxtaposition where it's, like it's filmed all dreamlike but it's so horrible like everything Mm. in it you're like oh and then you then you suddenly realize you're like oh my god teenagers are are, that is what they're experiencing today Mm. like it it kind of in some ways relates to the topic I think we're going to talk about because I wanted to talk a little bit about social media's effect in those things yeah. And I think when we were at school, we just started the, um, we were probably at the first, um, what's the word, like, the first kind of, pe- first generation to sort of experience the beginning of the internet era, but it was like not what it is now, really. Yeah. I, I do... I remember, like, as we were going through school, like, no one had Instagram, and then everyone had mm. it by the end, so we, like, went through our teenage years with and without a bit which is quite an interesting way I suppose to look at it yeah but 
Have you seen yeah. the recent um, statements? I think it must have been through an interview or something that Jacob Eldorado, is it, what's he called? Eldorado. Elordi. Elordi. Oops. Sorry, Jacob. Eldorado. It's like I a Tex-Mex read. restaurant. I know. <laughs> um, that he said about his character. No. It, it was something like he said that if anyone is attracted to his character in it, like they need help basically like he's not a good character he's really manipulative and you shouldn't be attracted to him yeah and i thought well obviously but it's just it it, like i mean i don't know how far you've gotten it but like as a general theme in it it very much i think gets right that the way between how especially when you're a teenager boys and girls act around each other and what they think that each other wants and then how they how they change the way they are around their like so like girls around their female friends and boys around their male friends and then how they are like in a relationship and like how like with a lot of the like the main girls in it mm-hmm. are these like you know very like sexualized girls but they they like make themselves sexualized but because they they think it's like partly because they want to be, but partly because they think that's that's what the boys want. And the boys do want that. And then they turn around and go, oh my God, why are you making everything about sex? Like at the same time. Yeah. And you're like, well, you wanted her to be. And now as soon as she is, you're like, you slut or something. And it's yeah. like that awful, like, I'd, it must be so complicated because I don't think either of them knows what they're doing right or wrong in any of this mm-hmm. stuff. Like, there's like no set out boundaries for anything, and it must be so difficult to navigate because it is right when you, especially when you're a teenager. There's not you can't really do right for being wrong. Either mm-hmm. you're a, a slut or you're a prude, or you're. You know what I mean? Like it's so. It's weird because Hard. you're starting on all these, like, adult sort of things at that age. Yeah. Like, adult, quote-unquote. But at the same time, you're not acting in an adult way most of the time with, like, mm-hmm. uh, communication, like, actually talking about what this... Like, do you like this? Do you not like this? And stuff like that. You're going into the adult things without a lot of the backup of what makes it healthy. Yeah. Um, I think that's what teenage years are mad though aren't they it's just like i mean i've got to say my teenage years were not like euphoria but no when i say (laughs) mad i mean more like you are you're so confused like almost all the time yeah Yeah. i I, I don't think uh, driffield school quite had euphoria vibes maybe it did in one circle but not the circle (laughs) we were were in in. (laughs) do you know who i was thinking that like we are in euphoria is um I think she's called Lexi. Um, I can't remember the name. Do you know um, the Uh, girl with the blonde hair, her sister, who's friends with Rue? It's like in that Judd Apatow's daughter as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's called Apatow something. Is it Apatow or Apatow? Apatow. I'm not not sure. Anyway. (laughs) Apatow. Yeah, we're like definitely in this story extras. (laughs) She just, yeah, and also this one moment at a Halloween, this is like, it's not really a spoiler. She basically, she just dresses up as Bob Ross. And I was just like, I love that. I would do that. <laughs> That's well, so you funny. dressed up as Jim, didn't you, from? I did. 
Which Friday was night dinner. Iconic. It was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But also, I've binge watched It's a Sin after oh my you, God. my mum, and everybody else's mum has been begging me to watch that. So, um, watched that all in one night. So, that was an emotional time. Yeah. Do you know but what yeah. bit made me cry the most? What? When. So, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. Um, when he comes back to the protest and oh, like yeah. comes and saves is it Jill she's called yeah yeah I've forgotten the names and I was like stop it stop and then... because he comes back because they're all friends for one but at the same time <laughs> it's because he's got AIDS and he's gonna die and it doesn't matter about his acting career anymore because he's gonna be dead oh my god <laughs> um Christ it's it's too much I think oh, the part that actually made me cry was at the end um after Oh, no. it's all sort of confusing in my head now. I can't remember if this... Yeah, it must have been after he dies, the main character. Mm. Um, what's he called? O- Ollie, the singer? Well, Ollie, Ollie Alexander. He's called, like, yeah. Frankie in, in, in something. Is that right? Richie. Richie, Ri- I think. Yes. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what anyone's names are. <laughs> um, they're all sat around the table, like, having a little dinner party thing, and, like, Jill's oh, parents yeah. are there and all that, and they they're having a laugh and then there's moments where there's like one of them all crying it's like kind of like a montage type scene and you mm-hmm. don't really hear what they're saying and stuff and just that like that idea of like reminiscing about things yeah. it just was like <laughs> yeah. my god yeah it, it is it's what makes it so sad and it, it all works with the way it's built up is they're reminiscing but they're only like 20 something yeah god. and it's just it's heartbreaking isn't it oh yeah what a show it's interesting as well because like my my mum so like all of our parents that was probably like their era of being teenagers mm. kind of thing I think that's 80s. why they sort of really gravitated towards it as well yeah a lot I, I know a lot of like my mum's age and that have watched it and really like found it yeah poignant which is honestly like shocking in a way because not that like our I'm not, our parents aren't homophobic, but you sort of view that generation and older as being like a bit, ooh, I don't want to see that on my screen kind of thing. And Well, they're the ones who've experienced a change in very um, public sort of opinion, opinion. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's really good. Like it's that kind of thing where it's the power of storytelling and TV shows and films and stuff where it can like when it really resonates with people and and like my mum said that she was like at the time they did just believe everything that they were told about Mm. AIDS and stuff like it didn't even enter her head to think anything otherwise so well there wasn't the internet or anything yeah yeah that's something like when Jill gets um uh, Colin to one get all of, that yeah, information, yeah. From the books in New York or something, because she can't get... And I'm like, yeah. God, actually, how lucky are we that we... I know there's a lot of misinformation. It's hard to, like, filter out what's mm. real and not in a lot of things. But, like, we have so much access to yeah. everything now. I think that's... There's sort of no thing... excuse to be ignorant now. Mm. Why misinformation is so annoying as well, because we've got this platform to have very widespread, accessible information and people are plaguing it with bullshit. I know. Thank you, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
I was reading something actually about um, an article about uh, why I think it was Sweden, like students in Sweden, why they're, I think statistically in the world, the best at um, sifting through what's true and what isn't because Mm -hmm. they made like, they specifically put it into their education system to get from a young age to get kids to learn how to fact check sources all the time and I'm like what that should be something that is done in all education systems like everywhere because that's such an important skill to have now because I think this is like a bit of a generalization but also sort of true um like a lot of the (laughs) like my mum's generation are on Facebook taking things at face value yeah and it's it's really scary honestly but the thing is like I've realized this more and more not just with misinformation online but just believing people in general you know yeah you you meet people who are absolute bullshits but I'm, (laughs) I'm someone who will believe almost anything and it takes having to get a bit like jaded and a bit like realizing that people lie and spread false information but, to be able to see it otherwise it's you're just like, not yeah. even it's not even at the point of like they're doing that intentionally or maliciously like a lot of people think that they are saying something that's true because they've heard it from somebody mm. else or other things and so then that's yeah. how it like spreads yeah anyway what have you been watching uh, yeah <laughs> that's a whole other podcast topic um, that <laughs> So the other night I watched Big Fish. I don't have you ever seen that? I've heard of it. Well, weirdly, I once we started watching it, I realised I knew sort of what it was, but we just sort of clicked on it randomly. Did you do a case study in media about it? I feel potentially I might, might have been. Be. I might not have been in media by that point because I didn't do it. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um. Yeah, we were just flicking through Amazon Prime and it came up and I, like the little blurb thing, I thought, oh, that sounds quite interesting. Then it turns out it's actually a Tim Burton film. I thought that was going to spark something from you and you were just like dead. Has it got <laughs> Ewan McGregor in it? Yes. Uh, and then I realised what it all was, but it was, it sort of had that... Um, so it's sort of like a storytelling thing where, well, actually, talk about what we were literally just talking about. He sort of embellishes his stories and stuff, the father, and then they sort of go through the stories um, and, like, that's retold through, like, the younger actors and stuff like that. And um, it's very fantastical and all this, and it's very Tim Burton-y. There's a lot of oversaturation and weird mm. angles and all this, but... <laughs> Yeah, it had that really like long journey sort of film vibe. Um, I don't know. It was just a fun one. I want to say it's like a standout, but it's. I've been searching for like films that are a bit like, say, Forrest Gump in that longevity and journey yeah. sort of thing. And it had that. Um, it was sort of just like at the end, it turns out some of the stories were true, some of them weren't. And it's like. I don't know, like, just believe in a bit of magic sort of vibe. That was, like, I think yeah. what I took from it. <laughs> Do you know what? A lot of the films we watched growing up had that very, like, wholesome kind of vibe, whereas I feel like a lot of films now are just about trauma. <laughs> like, everything's yeah, just, which, like, traumatic now. 
it's good to watch some stuff like that, but then it is yeah. nice to have one at the end where it's like, like a bit of escapism as well. Yeah, it it definitely was that, and um, it was the flick. They like flitted from reality to this fantastical world, but then it was like actually we never know how much of this fantastical world is fantastical or real. So just believe in a bit of magic, enjoy life's magic. I don't know. It was very yeah. Tim Burtony and all this. Whimsical. So. Yeah, I think it was a fun just like. You could watch it on a Sunday afternoon, sort of uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been going for a few of the fantastically ones with my <laughs> um, spirited away and all this, but it is nice for a bit of a change. Yeah. Although I do love a bit of trauma, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's deep dive in trauma. Um, right. Speaking of trauma, shall we? <laughs> okay. So, um, on to the main main event um (laughs) (laughs) so we're good yeah we're going to talk about body confidence and um i think right if we start by we'll both go through our like own journeys a little bit but just a little bit of context so we are now both 22 years old and um touching a little bit on what we said about before with um, the social media age kind of thing. So I looked it up and Instagram was made in 2010. So we must have been like 11, I definitely 12. didn't have it then. No, I didn't. Yeah. But that like coincides with us like going to secondary school. Yeah. Um, I don't remember when I got it, to be honest. But I think what's interesting about this is that I think our... When we look back at anything to do with um, how we feel about ourselves is not actually really within this internet realm and that's more sort of later stuff Mm. probably more like post 17 is yeah is that kind of but like our early start with that is very much to do with real life and in-person kind of stuff well real life quote unquote maybe like films yeah well like magazines or like culture of food i don't know probably from mostly like from female members of family (laughs) Um, yeah i think they were sort of the influences on what yeah so but but basically what i'm trying to say is that it's a whole different battleground now like Mm. our ours kind of mixes the two realms of like how it was and how it is now a bit yeah. but it is quite different now um but then that is interesting to say that people do often sort of put all like female related body confidence issues they relate it very much now solely to like instagram and things mm-hmm. like that and i kind of want to point out that it whilst that is a huge thing and definitely a big part of it it all existed before then, so yeah, there's something like... Yeah, it only like... reflects the sort of conversation or, or ideology yeah. that that was everywhere. Yeah, that was already systematically, like, in people's brains before. Yeah. Um, so, right, for me, so I think I would say, like, if we go right back to when we were kids and when you think that... To the that, fetus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was quite a healthy fetus, you know? <laughs> Um, I think I was quite like an active kid like we both grew up in like 
rural places and so your village main... primary school life yeah you know we would run about a lot climb trees you know jump over weird logs on rivers I don't know <laughs> that was what we so did so relatable <laughs> um but I think I was trying to think pinpoint back when I think I first like started to have any kind of conscious thought about what I looked like and that would probably be like towards the later stages of primary school. Mm. Sorry, there's a siren. <laughs> um, I'd like to formally apologise for all the road noises. I just can't help where I live. So it's a hustle and um, bustle of city life. <laughs> it's a nice juxtaposition because I feel like you have yeah, like to the sound of silence. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> which is what you want for a podcast, but. Um, yeah, so I don't know, how old are you then? Like, sort of nine? I don't yeah. know. And that was it's sort of the stage often where, you you know, your hormones start to change and, you know, you might start your period then or, like, just generally that's, that's when <laughs> everything in your body starts to change mm. from when you're a kid. And I put on, like, a lot of weight then, but it was, like, puppy fat then. Mm. And that's something that, like, I think pretty much every girl ha- happens to them or, like, mm. a little bit. Like, you do with your hormonal changes, that just happens. But I think from then, it made me less active because I was embarrassed about being, like... And I've still got this now. This is, like, a complex that I have today. Like, I don't want to exercise in front of people because I don't want them to see that I'm, like red in the face or breathless which is very normal fix to be when you exercise but I'm like in my head I'm like they're looking at me like you're humongous and the reason you're red in your face is because of that which is just ridiculous but anyway that's the kind of thought process that has been going on in my brain since I was like nine years old so I can see now why that's quite a hard thing to unlearn when it's been that long but um Yeah, so then being in school, like secondary school, pretty tough, tough playground that anyway, (laughs) being in secondary school, but... um, Do you know, just to interject, actually, I know (laughs) being a teenager is awful and stuff, but whenever I would, like, meet people from other schools and stuff, I actually think our school was pretty, like, mellow in terms of... Really? Like, people... Like, there was a lot more bullying and stuff in other schools. <laughs> However, I do think just being a teenager is enough already, so... Yeah. Sorry to everyone who had it real tough, though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> meanies about... Yeah. Yeah, and I think definitely, like, today, it's so much, like, easier for people to be bullied because of... Like, there's, like, two different realities in which you can be yeah. bullied. The real one and the virtual one. Like, that's so... We're laughing, but that was ridiculous. That's yeah, so hard. But horrible. um Yeah, so I think yeah, so I was like pretty much overweight throughout my whole time in school and that probably just 
I mean, I was so shy in school and you know that. Mm. And we were talking about this, about how I like, literally would just like keep my head down and my hair in front of my face. And I'm pretty sure I got bangs just so that I could have it for my eyes so people couldn't see me. And they didn't look good, so that was not helpful really. But, um, but like that's what these kind of ideas about what people interestingly actually in euphoria there's a character in it uh cat i think she's called yeah who's basically her whole storyline is about being overweight and then mm. kind of feeling empowered within that and there's a bit where she says where she just wants to hide she she wants to fade into the background so much that people won't notice that she's just so that they won't notice that she's fat kind of thing yeah. and i think that's like that was my mental process I was like if you just shut up and keep your head down nobody will see you kind of thing and then it won't it'll be fine like Mm. and in some ways I don't really know what I was worried about because I'm like I I don't know what I was trying to protect myself from because nobody was being worse to me than I was to myself so you know that's it also I was listening to a podcast with um Again, the Happy Pair podcast, my favourite podcast, with Roz... Oh, my God, yeah, Roz Purcell, yeah. yeah. Um, do you follow her on Instagram? I do now. Yeah, um, she's really... I've been following her for a while, and her stuff is so good and, like, makes me not feel shit. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Roz. <laughs> but she was saying on that, like, how... Um, th- like, the way that we attack our own like body and stuff is it's so I mean she definitely said this more eloquently than I'm about to say this now but it's that your body does so many things for you every day Mm. that are like miraculous and wonderful and is so like it's just it's bizarre like the amount that we think that that's not right like because then that's, that kind of leads on to, like, if you want to talk a bit about how you, yeah, your own journey. Because we've talked about this before. I think, for me, it was not as severe as that. But in the same way, I had issues with my own body. And it's, like, came from the idea, I think, of it not being right. I think in my head, I held the view that there was a particular type of body that was quote-unquote the right body and mine wasn't that because pretty much since puberty and even before then I've always had a little more thickness but not thickness that is ever unhealthy but to me I was like Mm. well it doesn't fit the the mold that I think this perfect body should be and I do I remember for and actually from listening to Roz's thing she was saying how she always was striving towards this perfect body and she thought when she got there it would get better and I remember just like through all of secondary school trying to look like this and I would set off on like new like regimes and I was like bloody 14 I shouldn't have been regiming anything (laughs) and obviously I'd give up because like nothing would change because I was a healthy child like that was my body Also, one thing that she, Roz, said in that is that she said that she get, got to her goal weight several times and, and nothing didn't. ever changed. Yeah. It doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Um, and just so many times I remember, like, 
I, I remember at prom doing like these little exercises before because I wanted to look a certain way and now I look at the photos I'm like bloody hell I was like tiny and at the time I thought I was massive and it's like mm. just in my head there was so something different going on to the reality mm. and it was just I think it must have been I think a potentially some of the friends I had at the time weren't the best for that and I think that came from their own um insecurities as well like there'll be comments on how much people were eating and stuff like that and what people are doing Mm. to try and be skinny um (laughs) and stuff like that um I think it came from I always watch a lot of YouTube and I think there was at the time there was a lot of very unhealthy videos on YouTube by um like 14 year old girls who knew nothing about nutrition knew nothing about fitness on how to lose weight and it would always be very unhealthy like starvation methods of losing weight and stuff like that and that's what I was feeding myself (laughs) all this time instead of like how to be healthy that was never like yeah the intention it was always like a body type but yeah yeah how do you do you think yours like has changed now then I guess is the yeah and it's (laughs) strange because I think like a lot of people think that I don't know maybe one day like you suddenly just like oh that's changed like I'm fine now it's not really like that like obviously there are a lot of times when I think like you feel a bit crap about yourself but overall slowly and I don't really not really sure how this happened but like I mean yeah I like the way I look now and I know in I know that it's not like I don't really see myself reflected in a lot of people in some ways around me like mm. like I am I'm taller than most girls and I have broader shoulders and bigger hips and whatever got massive feet <laughs> you know that's like, <laughs> that seems like something that's like well when the wind I blurs be so everyone else will be getting that. blown away and you'll yeah, be <laughs> firmly grounded yeah. as always <laughs> And, you know, if I need to kick somebody really hard, then I've got big feet and dot minds to go with us. But all of I think, actually, interestingly, a lot of these things that I was insecure about is I associated them with, like, manliness, too. And that was, like, another Mm. thing that I was, like... like looking back in some ways I'm quite proud of myself because I didn't really I didn't really wear makeup in school but not because I was like I think partially because I was like oh god why is everybody doing that but it was more because I was it made me really mad that like there was this thing that people were wearing loads of makeup all the time and then they were make it wasn't what they actually looked like and I was like I'm fine but I look worse because you're wearing loads of makeup yeah and it, what my I actually look like now looks like something that's like tired and like or just doesn't look as good because you've made this sort of fake version and I'm like I'm not saying anything bad against makeup I wear makeup now and it makes me like in in many ways it sort of makes me feel less tired in a way like I'm not wearing any makeup right now and I can my eyes feel kind of heavy and when I wear makeup it sort of makes me feel a bit more bright and like fresh kind of thing and like I think that's that's fine but I've I had such like a I think and I was maybe a bit nasty in school to be honest probably about those 
things to other people because I was so insecure about the fact that I was like, I don't want to wear makeup. And then inside, it was like, does that mean that I'm not girly? Is that why... Is that why I don't want to wear it? And then I was like, oh, my God, you're tall. You've got big feet and all these things. And you like to climb trees. So basically, <laughs> it was like, I, I think all of my body things then kind of intertwined with like this, well, you're not very feminine. And so then you're also not attractive because you're not very feminine. And yeah. so Which this is like crazy whole layers. now how like fashions and stuff change and like yeah. the whole baggy jeans like all the air jordans things is it's like basically a masculine vibe yeah um which i feel like the whole masculine feminine thing in terms of fashion is weird in itself because who cares they're kind of like, just clothes aren't they but yeah. <laughs> at the same time it does have that um Effect. traditional masculine vibe which is now cool but it's like at the time you're looking at whatever is cool or fashionable mm. and putting yourself up against that as a mark of what you should be I guess yeah or shouldn't be yeah but like I would say that now I feel like I'm kind of proud of that like like I can wear I can swing both ways basically I can go masculine I can go <laughs> <All right. laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't and I'm not like, oh, I'm worried somebody's going to look at me and think, why are you dressed like a boy kind of thing? Or mm. like, oh, oh, you don't suit that girly thing or something like that. Like, I don't care because I'm like, I'm wearing this because I like it kind of thing. And like, that's usually the the difference. I Fashion, I think, has been something that's been quite good for both of us. Or what do, would you say now that like, how your mindset has changed about stuff? I think like everyone, it's not perfect. Like... I think in the world we live it's there's always comparison and I definitely have to find myself like I log off of social media sometimes because I'm like this is too much but generally I think probably to do with growing up a bit and also I think also just one thing that happened is I never like worked out and stuff really much before I did a bit of um, gymnastics and stuff but then I sort of got into working out and mostly probably to do with body image then it changed into something else like to be healthy and I think that changed a lot for me because the shift changed from a body to health so I think that was one of the biggest changes for me in terms of body image because I was like never striving towards a size or looking a certain way it was always a way of feeling which is something I guess was not put as a primary thing to strive for in terms of looking after your body for Mm. as long as I can remember and then sort of came to that and I was like oh well you know I probably shouldn't hate this body because it can do this this and this and I feel very energized right now so (laughs) maybe I shouldn't hate myself (laughs) so I think that's something that needs to be like emphasized a lot with people is that your body is so like as Roz Purcell said does mm-hmm. so many things for you every day that you goes unnoticed yeah and all of those if you're not like eating properly if you're not like getting the right nutrients and if you're overworking yourself if you're over if you're doing all these things whatever then you you're like 
sort of like damaging your own shell kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's doing far more damage, like mentally and physically though. Like, and it's, yeah, something needs to be done to kind of like, I think in the education system, everything comes down to the education system. Like at that age, you're so malleable to everything Mm -hmm. and you need guidance and you need like to be you need the the facts about what is right and they don't they don't tell you like I don't remember ever really being told to be honest in a way that's like how actually to keep healthy other than people being like eat a five a day and Mm. exercise a bit like there's no like specifics about really what like only recently I was learning again from the Happy Pair podcast and I think I mentioned this but about like gut health I don't know a single thing about that like what that was the hell such an interesting is podcast. that yeah it was and I'm like I had no idea that it didn't really matter what healthy foods I was eating if I wasn't eating the right stuff to be able to for my gut to be able to process those things it didn't even matter like mm. and so there are so many ways in which and what's amazing about that is that those things change your mental health too like mm. once you can physically look after yourself properly then you can also look after your mind better too. Yeah, I think as well that I, in terms of like working out and eating healthy and stuff, there came the shift where I was like, because I definitely, when I think about it, started it to gain a body type. And then it definitely changed to try and like, I realised the more I worked out, the better I felt mentally. And it became less of a body thing, more of an all over health thing. Like, yeah. because health encompasses, obviously, more than just even... Well, obviously, more than your body looks, but more than just physical health. It is mental health. And it's, like, there's a lot to look after. And yeah. as we say, like, in the education, it takes looking elsewhere to find the information on how to be a a healthy being. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I do... I think, you know, stuff like that is always going to be hard because the way our and this is very like we're going off on now but like our whole society is built on capitalism we've gone there (laughs) so like people are less bothered about or it's not it's getting pushed more and more because people are like getting burnt out the nhs is having to pay for mental health treatment all the time but it never was pushed like looking after your body as a whole because that's not what makes the most money like Mm. having time off (laughs) spending time like to relax and all this um so it is a shift that's happening but it's something that at the moment feels like something you have to learn outside of the social norm almost and yeah it's great it's changing but it would be great that we didn't have to (laughs) spend like well we haven't spent as long as other people but like 20 years of your life figuring it out to then live your life healthily it's like or maybe even unlearning things because as a child that's just not an issue is it you like you go outside running about because it's so much fun and like yeah isn't it? And so that's like your your physical health and your mental health because you love <laughs> it but and you just do that like humans do it but it's like we're taught this other thing like work hard blah 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 yeah what about having a happy healthy life <laughs> <laughs> what's interesting as well is that i think that often these things are they're always talked about in extremes so when you talk yeah. about like health in any capacity you think it goes from like 
basically having an eating disorder to or to being massively like obese or something like that and they don't talk about literally all the bits in the middle where and so basically what I'm trying to say is that literally everybody has some kind of body confidence issue Mm. and they everybody has something that they're doing to themselves that isn't healthy and nobody seems to recognize that like other like everybody has that and so it must be like when there actually is such a simple solution to it Mm. it's such a massive problem yeah but you're right about the capitalism thing because you know (laughs) it it, it's like capitalism the death to us all (laughs) yeah you can make money off people feeling crap so (laughs) that's like terrible but true I think I think that is really true what you said about everyone feeling this way because like even I a lot of this is taught through like a female perspective and it definitely does affect females but like I've known like boys <laughs> I've known boys sorry to flex um <laughs> who, <laughs> who <laughs> is she <laughs> who have had like um body issues and yeah they haven't said it but like there's some real like unhealthy habits towards food and fitness and like covering up and stuff like this and it's like Mm. it's everyone feels this way pretty much I I don't think there'd be anyone in the almost anyone in the world or (laughs) anyone in the first world countries who have (laughs) who's not thinking about survival first who doesn't feel this Mm. way and it's like the more people hear about it the easier it is to sort of not feel weird for feeling this way and then sort of sort it out I guess or take steps because I I also think it's like a maintenance thing as well we're all very like or I think a lot of stuff is sort of sold to us like you do it and then you've achieved it like you will get fit and then that's it but it's not like to be healthy it's like everyday little choices you make it's a lifetime thing Mm. but probably through capitalism as well (laughs) sorry capitalism today is not your day um (laughs) there's stuff that's sold that's like two weeks to this gym membership for a few months and you will get fit whatever and that's not how it goes it's like it's it's forever to be a healthy person and it isn't just one thing it's everything and yeah it's good (laughs) it's like when people say that thing of, of being like oh you know, it's all well and good losing weight, but then you've got to maintain that. And so that means you've got to carry on, like, exercising and who wants to do that kind of thing. And it's like, if you're viewing it like that, then you the what, the reason why you've done it is completely wrong. Like, it sh- yeah. the goal shouldn't be to just exercise for a month and lose weight. It should be exercise a, a bit, a normal amount, a healthy amount forever to <laughs> stay healthy. <laughs> like, you know, not, yeah. like, with any like end goal to it and that's interesting because that is something that where I know that I had like a sort of unhealthy view of myself as a teenager but I also like I never did slip into any of these like like dieting things Mm. or whatever even though because you know I was overweight so I did need to lose some weight was the thing like from a health perspective like that I did need to but I think like, my mum was doing all these, like, yeah. fad diety things. And I would sort of try them a bit. But, like, I think 
I did sort of know that they were pointless. Like I knew that they weren't really going to work. And so I, I never really like slipped into them. Also, it's probably partially a bit of laziness because I just didn't come really be asked to do it. So there's that. Because I remember there's those ones about those fad tea things where you should drink some tea and it just yeah, makes you lose weight. So which as a concept, is completely mental when you think yeah. about it. But I was like, well, I love tea. And what do I want to do this way? And I remember saying to my mum, and at least she had the, like, you know, she might do all these for fad diets, but she was like, no, that's not, yeah. don't, absolutely do not do that, Missy. Like, whilst I, it's like you simultaneously can have bad habits and bad thoughts and bad all of these things but you also can it's not like they're mutually exclusive to be like have you either just in a toxic state or a healthy state like it's mm. like both of them run together at the same time and like whilst it's like the same as having a bad day where sometimes like you look at yourself and think oh not feeling this today yeah. like but that doesn't mean that overall like you're not okay kind of thing mm. and I think whilst I could be horrible and I sort of, like, hate myself a bit when I was a teenager. I, there's also a lot of things that I valued a lot more. And I think what I used to get frustrated about was I was like, I'm a great person inside. I, you know, I have a nice personality. I think I'm quite funny. I think I'm quite interesting or whatever. And I was like, it's so annoying that nobody will know that. But one, because I feel like nobody wants to be friends with the fat person. But two, because I'm like... I would never speak to them because I don't think that people want to be friends or whatever, that kind of thing. And so it's like, that was my main frustration, I think, that, which I, in, I like that, that despite everything, I was still like, but there's more to life than yeah. what you look like. <laughs> I think it would be interesting to talk to someone like who is a teenager now to yeah. see what it's like because I do think as much as social media has changed like there's more of it and there is a lot of like toxic stuff because there's like literally people morphing their bodies and stuff like this on the mm. regular which is crazy but also there's seems to be like on TikTok a lot of like body positivity and all stuff like that but then I think at the same time it's that thing isn't it where like preaching to the choir sort of thing once you follow certain mm. people they'll give you certain things and you can very easily either get down a very toxic route on social media or a very healthy route which is crazy that they can they know they're force feeding teenagers toxic content and will continue to do it but at the same time yeah. i wonder if the whole i think mainstream brands are now having a lot more inclusivity in stuff like modeling so people are seeing varied body types and as a whole people are there's definitely a shift in mainstream media whether that's being reflected always in social media and i wonder if that makes it easier for teenagers now or it's always going to be that way but also i just wanted to say about that point you said about the um about people expecting like overnight results about things like, if you put it into the context of something like, like, skincare or whatever, mm. if you put on, a, like, some kind of spot treatment... This feels or, like a personal attack because I do go to sleep <laughs> hoping my face will be cured by whatever I've just put on and it never is. Really right, rough. well, <laughs> you need to get out of this unhealthy mindset, Emma, because 
I mean, we all do. We all think, all oh, right, I'll just do this for a few days and then I'll have miraculously clear skin. But, like, it isn't... We all know, really, that it's not like that. And, like, I, I mean, I started using some different skincare products and then, obviously, don't know if you've heard, because I talk about every podcast, but God vegan now, so, <laughs> you know, dairy-free, whatever. But... um and I do feel like my skin's cleared up a bit. Like, but last week, I felt like that. And then, like, two days ago, again, I feel like it's got a bit worse. And I'm like, oh, well, that's just what it is, isn't it? Life. But it's it's journey. never journey. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it isn't just, like, there are other things that affect that all the time. Everything. Like, you know, air pollution <laughs> and <laughs> other things that you eat or all those things. But then that's the same with everything. Like, things if there's anything that you know about life, it just doesn't stay the same. And mm. like, you can, but what I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is that things can feel very bad in a particular moment. Like the way you might feel about the way you look today is not necessarily how you're going to feel tomorrow. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of stuff yeah. recently about, um, sort of body neutrality, they call it. So like, not always, you don't always have to be like, god like i'm so fit um <laughs> but you can be like oh like my body's doing all the bits today so that's cool um because it, like you're not always gonna feel like positive all the yeah. time i know i don't yeah. <laughs> so it's like i don't know we've just got so used to i guess wanting everything to be perfect maybe instead of just like some chill middle ground mm. um so when things aren't perfect instead of going to the chill middle ground we go to the i hate myself <laughs> ground which is not if you can maintain anything it's probably not that because yeah that'll that'll kill a girl Mm. oh boy <laughs> it's rough <laughs> down there I think definitely it's something to talk about further because that was like definitely a very personal um experiency chat yeah. about that which is one of probably billions of very similar or two because there's two of us <laughs> very similar <laughs> um sort of experiences with it because yeah people are feeling probably very similar most of the time which is nice to know sort of it, as much as it's bad that people feel that way it's nice to know that you're not the only one yeah you're not alone enough. for sure I, I think when I was a teenager I would have liked to be able to listen to something like this and mm. know that like it's not completely because for some reason it does seem like completely in your own head and like nobody yeah. else I, I don't think, think oh, it's like a lack of awareness their that... body, but they don't yeah but, oh, but I think sometimes you do think, like, that you know realistically that other people must feel the same, but there's something that, like, kind of blocks you off because you've become so, like, wrapped up in your own thing that it's difficult to yeah. see the other perspective. And, and I yeah. think also this conversation is very different as well, and this is probably important to say, than two people sitting together and going, I hate my thighs. I hate my back. <laughs> like, that's an unhealthy conversation. And yeah. two people agreeing they hate themselves 
it's not the same as discussing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, how it, it needs to be a healthy thing. Like, don't focus on the bad. <laughs> like, yeah. There's, which is hard to say, but like, two people agreeing they hate themselves isn't going to make it better, mm. is what I'm trying to say. And I think that's, maybe that's the, com- everyone always knew that like women hated their bodies, but that was sort of the thing, like you have to hate it because it's not this. Whereas now it's like, no, like we yeah. have hated and we're not doing that anymore. Or we're going to try not to do that anymore because it's very tiring and unhealthy mm. and destructive. Mm. What's interesting as well is how like you, really the reasons why why you like attack your own um, personal image is because or like I mean this is probably how it was for me but I imagine it's for other people is that you ultimately kind of more comes down to this feeling of not really being able to fit in somewhere and mm-hmm. it's not really then about like the bigger issue then isn't about your body it's like for me it was like oh, I'm not gonna have friends because yeah. I have this body or I won't be able to do that join that club or go to this event, or or have this career, or do all yeah. of these things because people will be so distracted by my body, which is, <laughs> like, yeah. actually, when you sort of lay it out like that, you're like, no, and don't <laughs> restrict yourself from doing any of those things because, trust me, trust me, nobody, nobody thinks that about what you think about yourself nobody's going to think about it worse than what you think about it yeah. as yourself. Like, the only person really, truly restricting you is is you. Yeah. So, our day in the life section. Mizzy, what was your day in the life this week? Okay, so, this is more of, like, a kind of goal, I think, that I have, not just for this week, but for for every week. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Um, basically, I was like feeling a bit like miffed, honestly. <laughs> that, <laughs> that like I just feel like I my brain is dying and I've no like nothing in you know, this whole state of like nothing new happening kind of thing. Mm. And um this stagnant period in our lives. I just I was like, I just feel like I need to be, like, learning something or just doing something again. But, like, in a way that's not, like, completely, like, tiring or whatever. And, like, I don't want to do it because then I won't do it. Yeah. So, basically, um, I'm trying to commit to watching at least one documentary per week. And I know yeah. that not obviously some, you know, documentaries are biased or whatever and stuff, but I just want to know about, first of all, this is good research for myself because I want to go into documentary filmmaking. So there's that too. Yeah. So it's always going to be helpful, mm-hmm. but like, I just like, I, you can learn about anything from mm-hmm. that and very specific, like people's lives and, and um, things that you just wouldn't just randomly read about in a textbook kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, it's more real and I like that so basically I watched um started it by watching Eating Animals um which is a documentary based on a book um and it's narrated by Natalie Portman oh right it's on Amazon Prime (laughs) (laughs) 
um but you have to pay for it i think it's mm. it's not just free on there but um it was one that's been on my list for ages to watch anyway because it's about like um farming in america mm. and uh factory farming and that kind of thing but then also like the like putting a spotlight on how traditional farming has always been done and how one of the great tragedies in the rise of factory farming is this sort of like these farms that do everything with care and for like mm. the joy of doing it and and in a way that's obviously like sustainable for the future mm. and um healthy for the environment and all these kind of things and sort of coming at the process of um environmentalism and veganism all those things but from a perspective of that's that's pretty undeniable for anybody to say it's not like it's not saying that you need to stop eating meat and all these things it's just saying that there needs to be methods and practices in the future to to like keep a stable environment but it also it's not just for the earth it's for those for the traditional roots of how yeah Yeah. and communities and all those kind of things and um yeah it was it was really like it's quite graphic to be honest because Mm. it does show a lot of like horrible things in factory farming stuff um but yeah no it was a really nice film but like because i've recently very passionately getting into this environmentalism thing Mm. and i just I want to know more about it, but I know also like that particular documentary that I picked, I know it's feeding into something that I already think. Like, yeah. Do you know, it's sorry from what you said, there's, um, my dad made me watch part of it. I haven't watched all of it. Um, there's a guy on YouTube called Harry. Um, and he, he basically, <laughs> Harry. Harry, um, he basically <laughs> has loads of cars. So he has a channel called Harry's garage, which is really popular, but he also has one called Harry's farm because he has a farm. And he, my dad and my brother, like, love him. Um, (laughs) But he's got a video about how actually grass-fed cattle can be sustainable, um, which I watched part of, but I don't know why I didn't watch all of it. But I think that's interesting from what you were saying, that, like, I think that's a really good thing for everyone to watch. And I think I probably went into veganism quite passionately and all guns blazing and not that well informed and um it's i think i'm getting more like chilled out about it and more like um Mm. obviously i'm into environmentalism but the change there are changes that can happen that people can still sort of do the things they like but there are definite changes that need to i think it's knowing about all of it and the process of the things that you are told a bad probably by the very um not it's not bad vegans or anything like that it's just probably they're pushing one idea that isn't necessarily 100 percent true um yeah so it's good to get a more rounded view of that yeah because i also think like um with something like this if you it reminds you a lot of your own like community and people Mm -hmm. that you know when you see these like not even necessarily it's not necessarily small farms and stuff it's like massive farms or whatever but like that do things like with care and it and it 
ties a lot into like national pride and things like that, which is something that I think could be used a lot more by environmentalists because it's mm. like that is you to be honest, like that is a way that something that has managed to convince whole countries to do anything. Yeah. awful things to be honest like going into wars and all those kind of things but like is it it's a sort of a good strategic tool of how to make people care about things and yeah. if you like if that's your next door neighbor or that's like your local what's where your local veg is coming from or your local meat all those things I think there's there's very much so becoming like this movement towards not importing things as much and not bringing mm-hmm. stuff and because it also ties into jobs and and investment in specific communities that are poorer and all these things like there was that thing about in I think it was Northumberland Mm. like they were going to make a a coal plan or something like that I don't know and the and it was like outraged because the government is supposed to be we're supposed to be hosting um the what's it called COP21 the 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 national climate thingy, uh, international right, yeah. climate, I can't remember what it's called, in Glasgow this year. And then they were like, what, you're going to open a new coal plant mm. in your country when you're doing that? That's ridiculous. And and people, they will try and sort of say that on the basis of like, oh, it creates jobs because it was like a poor area that needed this kind of stuff. And then, but now I think they've changed it so that they're, they're opening a green energy plant yeah. now instead because those also create jobs, mm. but they also create jobs sustainably with longevity for the future that will invest fully in your community because they last like and that's something that I think is needs to be emphasized a lot more for people to really get on the climate movement without this sort of like you need to do this and do that and not have this and not have that and blah 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 it's not about that it's about the opposite it's about what it actually yeah it's like what you can have versus what you can't have yeah i think people i think people always feel like it's restricting and it's not it's just a it can be a change it it also can be the other way but done in the right way it can just be a change but as much as you've ever had before just differently yeah which i think is really important Mm. it also it made me like kind of want to go and work on a farm in a weird way like it made me want to like like be in the mud and be like amongst the animals and like (laughs) often like the like the love that these farmers actually like there was this one like turkey farmer and he ended up having to like because he just couldn't afford it anymore like he had to sell all of his turkeys and he was like talking about it and he just like had to stop and he was just sat there like looking down and he it was like this kind of gruffish old Mm. man and he he was like his voice broke up and he was like I they say like which one would you want to keep he's like I can't choose that's (laughs) that's awful choosing between your children to him it's like (laughs) which one of your children do you want to live (laughs) but but that's how people view it though Mm. don't they they don't distinguish one turkey from another yeah and like that and like struck with me because I was like you would look at every dog differently mm. you would look at I mean you would love them all <laughs> but like <laughs> you would see them as that own entity yeah. like you see a humans or whatever why why is that so bizarre to think of a cow or a pig or any of those things like that mm. and yeah so 
also been watching lots of cute cow videos recently. So cows are I just really hug cute. A cow. But yeah, yeah. they kind of will charge at you also, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really I think I might take on that um new habit of a documentary a week. I think that's a good idea. Because mm. I always feel like after you watch a documentary it fires something else inside your brain. Sometimes passion, yeah. but it actually, I think it's almost always passion, either one way or the other way. But I yeah. think that's good sometimes, or almost always. It makes you feel alive. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's quite a good feeling. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and learning. So, and I, I think I always find that um, I like reading, but nonfiction reading isn't really my jam. I find that learning via videos and stuff like that is when mm. it really sinks in for me. So I find stuff like that really good. So maybe, yeah, yeah. I might make that. Well, thing. I also am making more of a conscious effort to listen to more like environmental podcasts. Like I've just started mm. listening to something like The Hot the hot Take or something like that. I don't know, but the mm. first episodes of David Arbor. So, yeah, nice. but like those things, like I know. I'm like trying to do it in a way that's like I want to I'm learning about specifically environmentalism because it's something that I I'm very interested in and sort of thinking like I think I, that's something that's going to play a huge part in my whole the rest of my life now like it switched on something in me that I'm like there's no going back now yeah. you know and so I'm like but I'm not learning about it in a way that I'm like oh god I want I just because I want to feel superior to the people and my, my opinions are right or whatever I just I don't want I actually want to know like mm. I, I want to know about all these all the different things and what we can do to like make things better and yeah. I think it's important to acknowledge that when you're learning about things you need to come at it from a perspective of you're learning about them not you're just trying to get information so that you can pelt an argument at somebody and yeah. feel right about it like that's not good mm-hmm. <laughs> and I often think that's how I've struggled like I struggle to retain facts and information because I think I've never been doing it in the right way mm. and that might be why so yeah because before What's you've been your... pelting facts <laughs> yes <laughs> like my bb gun of facts <laughs> just that people like that annoying 13 year old kid who's just like pew 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 sorry <laughs> what's your day the life um mine is less um <laughs> life altering probably than yours but it was nice anyway i've mentioned it to you earlier how um it was so sunny over the weekend i think it was sunny everywhere in the uk and it was mm. lush and me and my mum we planned it the day before because this is you know the highlight of our week we walked along the cliff top um mm. in braid <laughs> and then got a coffee and then walked back and it was so lush because it was so sunny and like honestly breed sea usually looks brown but on a sunny day <laughs> it's blue it's gorgeous and then the sun like does a little dance on the top and it's so <laughs> and i love it and to be honest i know people have been able to go for like coffees and stuff pretty much this whole time but I just haven't been. I haven't really been leaving the village. <laughs> I love referring to it it's, as oh, the village. It sounds so like medieval. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> um, I think just I obviously I've been taking it very seriously, which should have been. But I think um, it was just, it was just really nice to go do that because I've done pretty much nothing um, mm. for 
a long time and I think they're just the sun was just lush uh, and I think after the announcement of like the road plan out of lockdown it did kind of give me a bit of a pep in my step that yeah we might be able to do a bit more in summer because the only thing that like I literally do is go for coffee and food at local cafes but I cannot tell you how much my life is improved by that I love it <laughs> like I live for eating food and <laughs> drinking good coffee because I cannot yeah. make coffee like that so good so mm. that was just a, a nice weekend venture it has the sun has been really nice to like it's amazing how it like just lifts your spirit mm, yeah I was able to drive with the window down mm. and that was nice I've been, I was listening to a lot of Lizzo over the weekend and that's been obviously oh, a mood right. booster I've realised yeah. Boys is actually such a tune. Yeah, it is. I've been sleeping on it for too long, and it is <laughs> probably my favourite Lizard song. There's just a bit where she goes, itty bitty boys, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there we go. A weekend plan, that was my <laughs> well, thing. Actually, do you know what I'm, I'm excited to do, right? So I have a day off, finally, tomorrow, and... Yes. Um, <laughs> I've booked on I needed some uh, soil coming to repot my plants and, very um, wholesome I'm already <laughs> on board <laughs> I was looking up because I was like I don't want to buy soil from like Amazon because bad <laughs> mm. I hate Amazon mm. I've only recently stopped using it but also like it makes again one of these things where it's like oh that's so easy to use but then I was like actually it's really easy to just go where can I buy soil in Oxford yeah I mean I could just I think I've been quite bad with like Amazon over the lockdown yeah I've I was one of my resolutions that I just stopped I've stopped I haven't used Amazon at all since that's good the beginning of 2021 maybe I should start that because when you let yourself do it you just end up doing it don't you yeah that's what i mean like it's it's very easy but then you what like a good point of not being able to do that though is that it does like sort of open you up to things that you just wouldn't have even considered before so basically i like googled where can i get some soil in oxford and the first thing that came up is like this place that's in the covered market in oxford and they're selling like plants and stuff but soil for two quid for a kilo and I was like nice yeah and so all I had to do was pay for it online and then I can go and collect either I could get it delivered but I was like what's the point in getting delivery Mm. for that it's probably gonna be more than what I paid um or I can go and pick it up Mm. from the shop for collection and I was like that's so nice so that's what I'm doing yeah yeah that's nice and I'll get a nice walk in and lush lovely <laughs> literally like how life's changed like so i'm going to walk to get some soil and i'm like lush what a day you've got planned <laughs> but there you go i know like previously that would have been a chore like an errand like an annoying errand oh god i've got to repot my plants today and now, oh. how inconvenient um, thank you for listening to today's podcast hopefully you found something from our conversation and i think we'll definitely chat about it further in different sectors of that because 
yeah like there's also a lot more to it too Mm. than even just like we sort of touched on like weight and body image but like there's so much more like for sure um and i think it actually would be really good at some point to do one on like different platforms we found that maybe spread a really positive message about body image because i think that's important to be able to fill like say if you are using social media you feed with things that are more positive yeah um but yeah we'll think about that for the future um (laughs) but yeah thank you for Uh, listening today we will see you in next week's podcast goodbye goodbye